0: The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to RealPod. It's your host, Victoria Garrick, and this is the podcast where we hold nothing back. Alrighty, everybody. Welcome back to RealPod. I don't know how I haven't done this episode sooner because it's just something that every athlete experiences when they retire, quit, move on from sport. And there's not really a perfect way to go about it. It's sort of an individual journey for everyone, just depending on your relationship to sports, fitness, working out. And I thought I would hop on and just share what it's been like for me in case that would help some of you, because I remember feeling like, what is going on? Before we dive in, I wanna give a big special thanks and shout out to Nike Women for sponsoring this episode. Nike, you guys know I love Nike. I'm literally wearing dunks right now. My cute gray cream ones, you gotta have forces. Nike is not just for athletes, it's for every woman, every occasion. And I just love Nike's mission, which celebrates all women, all forms of movement. I wore Nike for four years at SC, and I still wear it now. So thank you, Nike women. I think I'm going to start by where my head was at the second that I played my last volleyball game ever, because that's really the start of life after sport, specifically fitness after sport. Coming out of my final year at USC... I was in this state of mind where I didn't even want to think about working out. I didn't even want to sweat. And if someone was working out, I'm like, don't look at me. Like That's how off-put I was by any sort of fitness because I was coming from over a decade of competitive training. You start really, really young. I don't even think I can Call on the specific age, but I just remember PE in middle school and I was on the basketball team and then the volleyball team and I did softball and I did basketball and I was, I played all four sports. There was always practice. I was a very athletic kid. And then you get to high school and then that high school stretches four years and that college stretches four years. And for me, all eight years of that, I was on a competitive volleyball team. And so we're practicing. In high school, three times a week, if not four, we have tournaments, we have games. And then in college, I'm practicing six times a week and then games. So, for if we just focus on high school, college, for 10 years of my life, there was not a week that passed where I wasn't doing at minimum three to four, like high intensity, two to three hour workouts. And the thing about that is I never had to think about it, right? Like I'm a part of a team. We're trying to win. So we're training. And when I show up, someone else is telling me what to do, when to do it, where to run, what lines to touch. Sometimes that, you know, you have an athletic trainer. They're telling you, here's what you're gonna lift, you're gonna come over here. You're literally just showing up like ready to go, and someone else is walking you through everything that you need to do. I don't think I processed that when I was a college athlete, like how much is spoon fed to you, just like once you are done and you're in the real world and you're like, wait, I have to get a gym membership. And like, how much does it cost? And wait, I'm sharing a locker room with strangers and I have to drive here and account for parking. And then I go to work and then I have relationships like you, 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 you think back like, whoa, I kind of just like hopped on my bike with my teammates and showed up to a world renowned facility. Well, this was my experience at SC and we had a trainer and we had a fueling station and we just had everything laid out for us. And then all of a sudden you blink and sports is over and there's no one who's playing that role in your life but you. So anyways, back to my story. I really didn't want to work out at all. I felt like my body was craving rest. It was just yearning for laziness. I just wanted to lay on the couch. I wanted to do nothing. I didn't even want to go on a walk, people. My mom's like, come on a walk with me. I'm like, absolutely not. I don't even want to own gym shoes is the headspace I was in. And I loved it. I loved every second of it. I don't even think I planned for how long I would do that. But it was the first month and then the second month and then the third month and then the fourth month. And I am like, wow, wait, it's been literally four months and I haven't done anything And then that's when I started to really think, okay, I'm actually craving a sweat, like I'm craving a good workout. Now I actually want to do a workout. The funny thing about that though, is I had a really warped perception of what it meant to work out. Recalling the past eight years of my life, which has been a two to three hour high intensity workout. And now When, you know, Aubrey hits me up to go to core power with her or my mom wants to go on a walk, I'm just like a walk core power. Like that would have been my warm up. Like, sure, sure, sure. You know, this is honestly in my head, I was thinking this is a joke because I'm comparing it to what I used to do. I guess I had this ego in my mind of like, I only do a certain caliber of a workout. And if I can't find that, then like there's no point. So that's one thing, right, is just this, this misconception that it's only a good workout if you feel like you're dying afterwards. And then there was this whole other piece of it, which is motivation. I, I literally thought to myself, why would I work out if I don't have a game to win? Why would I work out if there's no position battle to win? Why would I work out if I'm not trying to remain strong to be on this team? Like, what's the point? Like, working out just because? Also, at this point in my life, I had really gotten to a great place with healing my relationship with my body. So the idea that I would work out to lose weight or work out to, quote, stay thin, like that wasn't a part of working out that I was entertaining because I'd I'd moved on from that. But that's a big reason that a lot of people work out. I think if we look at the general public. A lot of people are motivated by changes to their physical appearance. You know, they're going to the gym or they're working out because they want to alter their appearance in some way. I couldn't relate to that at the the time and I still don't. So I'm like, what's going to be my thing that motivates me to even work out in the first place? there was this underlying voice in my head that was like you have to give it everything you got like if you're going to work out it's going to be 110% like you're not going to half ass it like you're going to go hard and i just think i really still had that mental fatigue and i just i wasn't wanting to work out because i wasn't wanting to put my mind back in a place where i felt exhausted You know, like when people ask me if I would, if I wanted to play another year of college sports, like honestly, no, four years was perfect for me. That was the perfect amount. I don't think I could have done a month longer. Of course, if I could play a volleyball game, I would love to hop in and play one more game. But could I do another season? The competitor in me says, yes, I could. But would I want to? No, because it took so much out of me. So I think I also was just like, the thought of working out made me feel like I was back in that headspace again and I was tired of being in that headspace. It's taken me a while, a while. I graduated in 2019. It is now 2023. And I would say it was kind of towards the end of 2019, start of 2020, that I'm really starting to figure out like, okay, what does fitness mean to me now? And I started to realize that there's so many things that you get And that you feel from solely just moving your body, right? Like the effect on your mood and your energy. I feel happier. I feel better when I sweat. I remember asking Max, like, I think I did ask him, like, what is the point? Because he works out all the time. What's the point if there's no game to win? And he said, I just feel confident. I feel like I'm going to attack my day. I feel like I got up and I did something that makes me proud of myself because it's it's hard and it's not easy. And then when I go to work or I go through my day, I'm like, yeah, like I have confidence and energy because I worked out and I respect that mindset. And I also think. What was really powerful for me is this idea of gratitude for my body. I'm so blessed to have legs or blessed to have hands or blessed to have a beating heart, you know, whatever it is. Like, how can I use that and show that love to really be grateful for like what my body can do for me? And that's a mindset and a mentality that I was able to subscribe to. That was kind of like the first thing I was able to bite off is, okay, if I'm moving my body, I'm showing my body gratitude And I'm going to feel so much better because you just scientifically, right? You feel better. It's the release of the endorphins, the sweat, the heart rate, also the confidence because you've accomplished something. So that was kind of the first lane I started to go down and it was motivating for me. And then on the other hand, I was like, wait, I can do anything I want. You know, first, there's the fear of no one's telling me what to do. I don't have a routine. It's going to be so hard because I got to do it myself. But you can flip that on its head and be like, wait, I can literally do anything I want. Do I want to do Zumba? Do I want to do a dance class? Do I want to be outside? Do I want to be inside? Do I like doing sprints? Do I like running stairs? Do I want to do abs? You know, you get to choose what sort of workout is going to spark joy for you that that you like to do. I can tell you this long distance running, not my thing. You won't catch me running, but I love stairs. I love competing. You know, recently I love playing pickleball. It's like I'm moving my body. The footwork reminds me of volleyball and I'm having fun and we're keeping score and I'm sweating. You can find something that you enjoy. And I think there's such hope and excitement in that, that you could like get on class pass and see what's offered in your neighborhood or what's, ask your friends what they're going to and like join them. And I guess as we talk about joining friends, And back to my little rant about like a core power, if I do a core power these days, that's like the best workout I've done. Like if I do a yoga sculpt and it's hard and I've had to, it's not lower the standard, but just recognize that it would be unrealistic for me to say that every single workout has to meet the bar of what a D1 athlete does. That's just impossible. It's not realistic for my life now. And I've been able to kind of reframe and be like, okay, it's fine if I'm getting a sweat in, any kind of sweat. It's just great if I move my body. If I can pull myself out of bed in the morning for a 45-minute walk, which I did yesterday, that's an accomplishment. And I really feel great about it. And you know, a lot of this is a mindset shift of recognizing that any movement is movement to celebrate. Any movement is movement your body will be grateful and thankful for. And any movement shows drive and motivation. And it is something to be proud of. And in line with kind of, you know, lowering the bar, shifting the mindset, which I don't even like the phrase lowering the bar because it has a negative connotation. It's more meeting yourself where you're at, you know, being realistic with what you can do with me and my job and my career and also just like what makes me happiest I am very intuitive. I'm very good with the flow. I love waking up in the morning and being like, what speaks to me today? What's going to fill my cup? And I think just being self-employed and having a lot of autonomy over my schedule, I have the opportunity to do this. So I'm like, why not take advantage of it? For me to just like sign up for three to four workout classes a week at a certain time, it's not my thing right now. It could be in the future, but right now I like to... At a high level, just say, okay, Vic, we're going to do three a week. And if you've been following my Instagram, you've seen me talk about this three a week. And three a week is just, okay, three times this week, we're going to sweat in some way. We're going to move our body in some way. I don't know what the three are going to be. I don't know when I'm going to do them, but I have seven days to just check off three. And three feels so doable. It feels like something I can bite off and I can chew. And that's kind of how I've been consistently bringing movement back into my life. And this week, I remember going to bed on Sunday night and thinking, okay, tomorrow I am going to work out in the morning. I didn't want to do a class because I don't like going alone. I wish that I had a workout buddy or someone who I could go to classes with because I think the accountability is like a major piece in this. And Max and I were doing workouts together for a long time, but then the place that we were, we were going to F45, which I really love F45, and I'm happy to share with you guys some of the things I love because maybe some of you former athletes will like what I like. But they changed their time, and Max likes to go early, so I was like, okay, well, a 6:30 class I could do, a 6 a.m. I'm waking up with a five on my clock. That's not happening for me. So unfortunately, I lost my workout buddy. So I'm like, okay, what can I do by myself? And we have a Peloton. So I was like, okay, I went to bed on Sunday night and thought, I am going to Peloton tomorrow, period. I think where we can really feel overwhelmed is like, okay, I'm going to do an hour Peloton class tomorrow. And I'm going to take the super hard instructor and the super hard class. And then after that, I'm going to do abs on the balcony. And then I'm going to do a stretch and I'm going to do it all before 8am. Catch yourself when you start to kind of feel overwhelmed because that's not fun. Like if all of a sudden I'm punishing myself and I'm making this requirement of like what I have to do and who knows, maybe I don't fall asleep well or I wake up in the middle of the night and then I feel like shit because I started my workout 20 minutes late and then I'm just like judging myself and shitting on myself all morning. So, I know that that's an easy path for me to fall down. So, I like to keep it high level. Tomorrow morning when I wake up, I'm going to Peloton and I set my alarm. I think it was for 7 and I was trying to be on the bike by 7:30. So, I get on the bike and actually usually I do like a 20 minute class or a 30 minute class. When I do a 30 minutes, that's when I'm like, okay, that was, that was, that was a lot, which is so funny that like I was just explaining 10 minutes ago how I used to be like three hours or bust. And now I'm like 30 minutes is such a sleigh, but I was on the bike and I saw a 45 minute pop up and I want to take an Alex Toussaint because I love his workouts. He reminds me of like, what, you know, athletic trainer sounds like, talks to you like, and I, that does excite a part of the athlete part of me. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to do the 45 minutes. I can do this. And so I clicked the 45 minutes and I did the workout and I felt so, Proud and so good because that's the first 45 minute cycling class I've done in over a year, because I usually just do 20 to 30. And I honestly don't think I would have done a 45 minute if the night before I would have like, we're gonna do 45 minutes and just really put the pressure on. So I was super proud of myself. And then the next morning, I was like, okay. I have one out of my 3 for the week and I really wanted to get outside the next morning. So, I was like I'm going to go for a walk and I played the first chapter of Rain Wilson has a new book out called Soul Boom and I played the first chapter and I was like I'm going to walk until this chapter's over. And I think that's also helpful like whether you play a big booty, two friends, big booty mixes are my favorite. Like I'm gonna play a big booty, well, actually, those are like an hour, so that might be kind of wild. But I guess the chapter that I listened to was 45 minutes. But if you play something like a podcast, you could literally play this real pad episode and be like, "I'm gonna walk until Vic stops talking." And those are just ways to help you stay motivated to finish. I thought I'm going to listen to this chapter and I'm going to go on my walk. So yesterday I went on the walk. Did I break a sweat? Honestly, no, I didn't break a sweat, but I moved my body for 45 minutes and I was really proud of myself. So I'm two for three on the week. It's Wednesday while I'm recording this and Wednesday that you're hearing it. And I have Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday to get in one more workout. And that feels so doable. I have four days to do one workout. So if you are struggling to figure out a workout plan to get fitness back in your life, join me for my three-a-week. And that can be whatever floats your boat. The 3 week has really been working for me. I will say, when I was doing my wild traveling and I was speaking on the East Coast and then I went to Hawaii with Natalie, I fell off the wagon a little bit. I didn't do my three-a-week. You know what's so important that I've also been learning in this post-athlete phase is compassion, understanding. Being nice to yourself is one of the greatest gifts you can give yourself. And I've really just tried to be like my biggest supporter, especially with the post-athlete mindset of like, I can always be better. I can always go harder. I can always do more. Like, it's so easy for us to shit on ourselves. And it's so easy for us to critique ourselves because that's what we did. Like every single minute of every time we were competing, right? It's like, okay, how can I pass more efficiently? How can I move my feet faster? How can I have a better serve? How can I, you know, you're always thinking of improve, 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 be better, be better, tweak, tweak, tweak. So to start to catch yourself when you do that and shift to like a, okay, well, you know what? My best friend and I have worked our ass off the past year and we planned this Hawaii trip and we wanted to just enjoy. Great. I'm so glad that we did, you know, like giving yourself the grace of You might not always hit your three a week. You might not always do your 45-minute workout, but you're trying, you're doing your best, you're figuring it out. And I think that's the most important thing is the effort there. So compassion is major. I think how I want to end this episode, and I know I haven't really been diving into a lot of body image specific things. Look, I know that that's a major thing that's tethered to fitness and working out is is image and how the body looks for a lot of people and i think i just want to spend some time on that in case any of you are are still struggling or still kind of in that space something that i've been thinking about a lot recently is how the messaging we kind of receive from society and also as athletes is like keep yourself looking a certain way all the time, like your body needs to be like, click, click, like snapshot into this perfect look. And the more that I've given myself and my body permission to change, to grow, to ebb and flow, to get bigger, to get smaller, just to like adapt and evolve as I evolve through my life, the easier it's been for me to kind of like release my claw grip on this impossible idea of perfection. I have times where I'm working out a lot and other times where I'm not. And also, I don't know about y'all, but like when I'm working out, I'm actually bigger. Like when I am consistently working out, I don't know something about my body, but if I do like two weeks of working out, like my quads and my calves, boom, it's like you've they're alive. You've poked the bear. So when I'm working out a lot, which I love, like my jeans feel tighter. My legs are more muscular. You know, working out for me isn't synonymous with shrinking. But look, I don't really care. That's not my focus. I'm working out because it gives me the energy. It feels great. It feels good. I've just kind of detached from from image. And I think when I go back to my high school days of working out, just the concept of I'm working out Change who I am. I'm working out because I don't like my body. I'm working out in spite of myself. It is such a negative mentality and it it makes the workout suck. Like, your workout could be I'm going to go to a club and dance with my friends. But if in the back of your mind you're like, and the more that I dance, you know, the thinner my legs will get, like, it just ruins the whole experience because you're like trying to change who you are. But when you're showing up to a workout, just like, I'm actually working out because I love myself. I'm working out because my body deserves movement. I'm working out because I love myself. Like I'll say it again. It improves the whole experience. And I just can't stress enough how that shift has been major for me. And I just hope that any of you struggling with that can maybe consider what would it look like if after my workout today, I said a few affirmations on like why I'm grateful for my body and how freaking badass it is that I pulled myself for 30 minutes out of my busy ass schedule. Maybe you have kids. Maybe you have a really intense job. Maybe you're studying in school. Maybe you're having a rough mental health moment and you've been feeling depressed and you just you just went outside and you went on a 15 minute walk. Like it's celebrating the little wins. And really trying to make fitness a positive experience. And the person that is in control of if that's the case or not is you. And it's really powerful. And it was very powerful for me as well when I made that shift. I think the very, very last thing that I'll share with all of you is we're talking about post-sports fitness. And I think all of us have those thoughts of like, Okay, well am I still an athlete? Like I don't compete on a team anymore. It's been years since I played my sport. But like I still view myself as an athlete, right? Like if someone said, "Hey, do you want to join our game?" you'd be like, "Yeah." And like my toxic trait is watching like the NCAA tournament and thinking I could still hang. Like I'm I would be cramping absolutely not. But that's like how we view ourselves and I think I think there's truth to that. Like, just because we're not playing our sport anymore doesn't mean we're not athletes. Like, we will always be athletes at heart. And if we want to get high level here, yes, it's hard to figure out your fitness routine post-sports. It's hard to motivate yourself with a million things going on in your life now, in your career. But because you are an athlete, you know how to do the hard things. You know how to push through when things aren't ideal. You know how to make it happen. And that's what you're doing now. You know, you're seeking out information, motivation, right? That's what this pod is. Like this episode is is motivation. Like, how do I figure this thing out? And that's the athlete in you who's seeking answers, who's seeking growth, how to learn, how to improve. We will always be athletes. And that's an important part of yourself to cherish and to be proud of. And I certainly feel that way still. And honestly, like sometimes when I'm working out or especially like doing a plank, it brings me back. I have like those flashback moments of planking with my teammates or if you're doing a certain movement like an RDL and you're like, oh, my God, the million RDLs I did when I was playing. And I think it kind of connects you to your roots and your history. And I think that that's a special thing as well. So thank you so much for listening to this episode today. I hope that sharing my experience and my kind of roller coaster ride of processing all of this and kind of figuring out what works for me and still figuring it out. Like I will continue to update you. I'm gonna continue to adapt, evolve, learn what's best for me. And that's the the key piece here, right? Is it's gonna look different for everyone but the most important thing is that we're taking it at our own pace and we're finding what's best for us. Thanks again to all of you for listening. And once again, a big thank you to Nike Women for sponsoring this episode. Upcoming guests by following the at RealPod account on Instagram. All information about today's show and guests will be linked in the description of this episode. Thanks again for listening. I love you guys so, so much. Let's go dominate the day, and as always, keep it real.